Hello everyone, this is OK Thoughts by Fikaya Kayade, where we leave nothing unsaid. So, fun fact, this is like my seventh time trying to record this episode. (laughs) Every time I start, I stop it and I'm like, nah, I sound weird. But anyways, we're doing this now. So, today we're going to be talking about three different topics. They're different, but at the same time, they're sort of like intersectional with each other. And the first one is going to be about body image slash self-love. And then I'm going to graduate to a topic I've always wanted to talk about. I mean, I have talked about this with like close friends, but nothing on a larger scale. And this topic is selective big girl empowerment. And then I'm going to graduate to a third one. And it's a term called preference, you know, a term a lot of people love to use nowadays. So without further ado, let's get into it. (laughs) Okay, so for the first topic, which is um, body image slash self-image or self-love, I'm going to be taking... um, I'm going to be telling my story and sort of just like transferring that perspective into what a lot of people can relate to and into what I see nowadays. So the first thing I'd like to say is that self-love is a process. And I feel like the term self-love is used nowadays so often that it almost sounds cliche, like self-love, self of this, self of that. And, you know, a lot of people try to, you know, like adapt this term. Everyone is talking about self-love, but usually in the wrong ways or usually in the ways that don't apply to them specifically. Because like I said, it's a process and it's different for everyone. What may work for me may not work for you. You get what I'm saying? So sounds like a conversation. Get what I'm saying? (laughs) Anyways, like I was saying, um... I would start by saying self-love is definitely a process. It's not something that you just wake up and, you know, it just, it's there. It's every day that you wake up, you learn to love yourself all over again. Every moment of the day, every hour, like when you wake up in the morning and you say, okay, today, let's say you're a girl and you're like, today I'm going to wear shorts or I'm going to wear something that's going to show my arms today. You have to choose that, okay, people are going to stare at me. I'm probably going to look weird to some people, but you know what? That's their business, right? I'm doing this for me and I'm going to feel good. I'm going to look good and I'm going to enjoy the fact that, you know, I feel free. Yeah. So it's that conscious decision that you have to make at the start of your day and even as your day progresses, because sometimes we want to, you know, feel a certain way for the whole of the day, but sometimes stuff happens and midday we're feeling, you know, a little bit down. Maybe someone looked at us the wrong way or, you know, we just feel meh, if you get what I'm saying. So you have to consciously make that decision as your day progresses that I'm not going to care what people are going to, you know, say or think, because this is me, I'm doing me. And you know what? People are always going to have something to say. Even if I was covered up head to toe, people are still going to say something. So, like, give them something to talk about, you know? (laughs) 
Okay, so I mentioned that um, I was going to share my story and um, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and start now. And this is sort of, not even sort of, this is hard for me to do because I haven't really ever come out to a big audience about, you know, this part of myself. And, you know, my close friends know about this. And if you've seen me, like, if you're around in Wolfville, because that's like the only place I am these days. If you're around in Wolfville and, you know, you go to Acadia and you see me on a semi-regular basis, you've probably noticed this about me. Maybe you've asked, maybe you haven't, but it's quite obvious, so to say, when you see me. Yeah, so I'm just going to go ahead and start. So. I have a condition called chronic venous insufficiency and basically what this does is that I don't have enough veins in my body to regulate, you know, the normal amount of blood flow. So what happens is that when I start my day and this is also a thing that has to do with gravity. So when I start my day, it sounds really weird. <laughs> when I start my day off, I'm basically normal. Like I'm okay. But then as my day goes on, as I walk around, as I do stuff, you will see that my legs will start to get bigger. Like my legs will start to swell up. And it's just weird because as the day goes by, my legs get bigger. But then if I elevate my legs enough, my legs are basically normal. So this is with my two legs. And like I said, if you see me around, you've probably noticed that my legs are like not the regular size. <laughs> Especially if you see me like during the day or in the evening when, you know, I've done a lot of things for the day. So the blood has had more than enough time to, you know, set itself up in my legs. So I've had this since I was like, wait, I'm looking now, since I was like 11, I guess. That was when we found out. And since then, it's been a series of lots and lots of things. But anyways, fast forward years after. Um, I take medications daily to manage that because it's more about just the blood pooling in my legs. It's also about the fact that I also have blood clots. So, and blood clots could be superficial or deep and the deep ones could travel to my lungs and that could cause damage. Like, I mean, fatal damage in like seconds. So I take meds to manage this condition that I have. And, you know, on a regular day, it's, it's, I mean, I'm fine, really. It's just a lot of heaviness most of the time. Like as you see my legs, as big as they are, they're they're that heavy, literally. So it's one of those things where you kind of get used to, but then sometimes you don't because sometimes it's like a new pain every day, if you get what I'm saying. But the health and the pain side aside, this was this condition is something that really affected me, like as a person <laughs> I can't do this I can't talk about this every time I try to talk about this it turns out so weird I might edit this out but I may not anyways this is something that really affected my self-image growing up especially when I moved to the Philippines because this is the time that I started to know a lot of things about myself like I wasn't oblivious to the world and the things around me anymore and this was also the time that it sort of started to get worse because it was just there before. And then all of a sudden it was like a lot, like a lot of swelling, a lot of heaviness, lots of pain. 
and it was like really obvious when you saw me and I remember one of the things that really affected me was the fact that my mom would always say cover up no one needs to see what's going on with you like no one needs to know that you know your legs are not the regular size when they see you so I'd wear bell-bottom pants like every day like people thought it was my style <laughs> like people thought I just genuinely liked bell-bottom pants but I I mean they were cool but I didn't really I wanted to wear like straight leg shit but my mom would be like no cover up or like skirts I don't like skirts or like dresses just anything that wouldn't show the size of my legs that's what she'd be like wear that but I didn't like it so growing up I always felt like I had to cover up. I felt like I was gross. Like, it was sort of a thing like the world doesn't need to see this. Like, cover that shit up, if you get what I'm saying. So that was the image I had of myself growing up. Like, this wasn't something people needed to see. And that was my life for, like, I don't know, years, four or five years. Like, that was really me. And it used to affect me because I would see my friends, you know, wearing straight leg stuff, not even wearing things that covered their legs at all, like shorts, skirts, dresses, you know, they would just be free in who they wear. And I was like, I can't do that. <laughs> so, and then coming here to Canada, um, I started to sort of, it's one of those things where you feel like you're free from the quote-unquote shackles of your parents or like the boundaries that your parents have set you in. For me, parents was just my mom, just to be clear. So yeah, I'd see people wearing what they want to wear and, you know, I also felt like I feel like it's time for me to embrace myself, if you get what I'm saying. Like, I also wanted to wear stuff that fit. I didn't really actually like bell-bottom pants. People were like, oh, I love your style. And I'm like, <laughs> I'd be like, huh, thanks. But I didn't like what I was wearing. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to switch this up. And it took years, well, months, should I say. I've been here for two years, going on three now. It took months. It took lots of, you know, encouragement from people that I know, friends, people that you know were more than friends and you know just so many things yeah so for me I have learned to learn self-love in a very um should I say weird way because like I would always say like I would tell my friends these things are so hard to learn especially when your immediate family or the people closest to you are the ones that are you know stopping you from learning those things if you get what I'm saying like I consider myself a big girl and you you probably will think that too when you see me like I'm tall I'm six feet or maybe six one now I don't know um I'm just on the bigger side in general and I was talking to my mom like a few weeks ago I was on a video call with her and I was making breakfast and you know I put the camera facing me so she could see me and see what I was doing and she was like, oh, you lost weight. And I was like, eh, because I think I have. And whenever people tell me that nowadays, I'm like, I don't really know what to say. Like, it just sort of happened. And she's like, you lost weight. And I was like, okay. 
And she was like, yeah, you look more beautiful now. And I was like, whoa, shit. <laughs> I was like, okay. I didn't know that's, that was still the standard. Like, you get what I'm saying? It's so much harder when to, you know, try to love yourself when your immediate family is like, no, these are the standards. You've got to be thinner. When thinner is prettier, when so many things that aren't you is what is prettier. So self-love for me was and still is I'm not even gonna say was still is a wild ride because some days I'm like "Eh, I don't care what people think you can stare at my legs if you want to and other days I'm like yeah no one probably wants to see this this is probably gross to look at if you get what I say because that's what I was thought about myself like that's what my mom would tell me and not to definitely not to paint her as a villain i love my mother but sometimes older people do what they think is best for you but actually isn't so i know that in her in her mind and like in her heart of hearts she was doing what you know she thought was best for me but it really wasn't because i'm not someone that and like no one should be someone to cover up like except you know that's what you want to do but you shouldn't be forced to cover up when it's not something that you want to do. You get what I'm saying? So I also have this quote that I wanted to share that um I wrote about a few months ago now. And it goes like this. Some days confidence doesn't show up like it normally does. You have to get up and you have to go find it. And if you don't get to confidence that day, always make sure that you at least learn something on the way. And for me... I learned that self-love should be a constant. Confidence might come and go. Like you might wake up today and you want to get it. You know, titties out, legs out, thighs out, everything out. (laughs) And tomorrow you might feel like, you know what? I don't really feel like doing it today. Like I'm exhausted, if you know what I mean. But then on those days, what should be constant is the fact that no one is going to say something to me today or do something to me today that's make that's going to make me forget that I still love the body that I'm in. I may not want to show it off today, but that's fine because I still love myself because you know what? Maybe I'm prepping to be able to show it off tomorrow. <laughs> that's the way I like to think about it. On those days that I don't really want to, I'm just going to cover up, wear pants, wear a hoodie or something. I'm going to be like, you know what? I'm prepping myself. Y'all just wait until you see me tomorrow. It's good. It's a wrap. Like, anyways, let me not gas myself up too much. <laughs> so yeah, for me, that's what I learned. And like I mentioned at the start of this, self-love is a process. You cannot expect it to just, you know, you might make the decision today and be like, you know what? F all of this. I'm going to start to actually genuinely love the skin that I'm in. But it may not happen that same day or that same week or month. And that's fine because as the days go by, you learn, you, you pick up something every day and you'll be like, okay, you know what? This is something that I'm going to add to my journey. It might be a social media, you know, influencer. And for me, it was, that was a big thing for me too. There's this um, lady I know, her name is Carmen Renee. Well, I don't know her. Um, she's a, she's an influencer. She has a condition similar to mine. It's called lymphedema. It sort of operates the same way, like the workings and everything about it. Her legs get big 
discomfort, pain, everything. And she was one of my um, great like inspirations because she's so out there and she's also a big girl. So on some of those days, I just look at her and I'm like, wow. So it could be people that you see off social media that are like you or, you know, similar to you. It could be your friends. Another big inspiration to me was my close friend, Sia. If you go to Acadia, if we rode together, you probably know her. She's where I am and where she is. And that was, she was also a big inspiration to me. You know, it could be things that you see on the street every day. Like the other day I saw this big girl and she was just, she just looked so comfortable in her skin. I was like, damn, like how? So it could be stuff like that, that she consciously decide to take in, you know? And another thing I'd like to say is never, ever, 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 ever <laughs> rush the process of self-love. Never try to hasten it because, especially because of what you see on social media, I am telling you, social media is great, but it could also be the devil. Like, man in so many ways what people post or what people share can be so fake and maybe it's not even fake maybe it is the reality but stop trying to compare other people's reality to yours because you don't know what that person has gone through to get to where they are you don't know their experiences you don't you just don't know you may even be really close to that person but you just really don't know so don't ever try to hasten the process of self-love because of what you see it's it's never going to be real if you try to you know fast forward it if you try to skip the things like for instance there are parts of your body or parts of yourself that you may ignore because you don't necessarily quote unquote like maybe it's your tummy maybe it's your stretch marks you can't just overlook those things and expect self-love to you know germinate if you get what i'm saying it's not going to happen because you're still overlooking parts of yourself that need to be embraced they need that cuddle they need that tender love like you know give that part of your body that love it needs it it's been lonely for too long low-key talk about myself right now (laughs) but anyways this is facts don't ever try to hasten that process because it's never going to be real you get what i'm saying so that's like the first segment of this and we're gonna go in a quick water break because my mouth is dry and we'll be back i just realized i keep saying we like i'm doing this with someone i'm really not i mean i hope to as you know the episodes go by um there are definitely a lot of people that i want to bring in as guests to speak about certain things but no in case you're wondering or in case i gave a wrong impression it's just me and the meager furniture in my room anyways i would love to switch right into the second topic and this is selective big girl empowerment and this isn't really a term i've seen anywhere i just sort of came up with it and like i explained at the beginning I've talked to my close friends about this, but this isn't something that I've brought up on a large scale. And I just feel like we need to talk about these topics. So I was like, why not? Don't be shy. Talk about it. So anyways, 
what I mean when I say selective big girl empowerment is that, you know, there's a movement going on right now and it has been going on about accepting the skin that you're in. Just referring back to all the things I said about confidence and, you know, just accepting that thinner doesn't mean prettier, if you get what I'm saying. And so we see a lot of women coming out nowadays and, you know, big women, bigger than average, just accepting who they are, loving their bodies, wearing bikinis, wearing shorts, like just being sexy, like, damn. So what I've noticed recently and what I've noticed for a while, and I know that a lot of people have noticed this too, but there's just not a lot of conversation around it, is the fact that even as we empower quote-unquote big girls there's still that standard of being quote-unquote again thick so there's a big girl and for her to be empowered as a big girl she still has to be slim at the waist but bigger on the thighs and the hips and the behind if you I know you definitely know what I'm talking about there are a lot of social media influences and that's not their fault that's the way they're built right you can't blame anyone for the way they're built. So there's still that standard of, you know, big boobs, slim waist, big hips, big butt, even when it comes to big girl empowerment. But the moment, and I've seen so many memes about this, the moment the girl is, the moment the lady is, you know, big boobs, still a thick waist, maybe a big butt, maybe not. The moment she's built like that, oh no, she's just fat. She's not thick. Like, I've seen so many memes about that and it gets me so irritated because I'm like, do y'all realize that the way fat is distributed in people's bodies is different and you, you just, people are like, oh, you can't blame her for the way she's built. She's thick. But then a woman that literally weighs the same amount of pounds or kgs or stones or whatever, but is just built differently is just, you know, fat. She's not attractive anymore. And I'm just like, we, no, we need to stop this because that is such a double standard. And even certain like social media influencers are like, they are, they feed into this narrative. They are part of the people who perpetuate this narrative. And I'm just like, do you guys realize that you are still feeding into the standards of thinner or hourglass is prettier? Because like I said, you can't blame anyone for the way they look. But if you continue to perpetuate these standards, you're doing the same thing and we're not getting any better. We're actually drawing ourselves backwards because you're trying to deal with one problem, but then there's just another one. So I think that selective big girl empowerment is a topic that we need to discuss in society because I think it's getting rampant. And I also think that People are shying away from it. And I don't know why, because I bring this topic up a lot and people are just like, oh, you know what? Um, <laughs> literally, no one wants to talk about it. And I'm just like, why? And this brings me to another sort of um, aspect about this topic. I was talking to someone the other day and and um, this was on social media. I've Mind you, I've never met this person it was a casual case case it was a casual case of sliding in dms i don't know who this person is i think they went to school with one of my friends so they added me and stuff like that but he slid my dms we were talking and you know it was all cool it was all whatever and what had happened was 
I had posted um, a video of this fellow big girl that I follow on TikTok. And she was talking about how big girls are so underappreciated and everyone likes big girls until it's a girl who is not quote unquote big in the right places, if you know what I'm talking about, or until it's time to show off your girl. And I, I posted that and I was like, this, this is so true. And the guy slid up and he was like, um, it's not even that serious. People like big girls and some people like small girls. It's just preference. And I was like, okay, first of all, you sound dumb. <laughs> I didn't actually say that, but I was tempted to. But anyways, that that's just like a backstory on what I'm about to talk about right now. People constantly say that, that sentence, it's not that serious or it's not even like that. And it just, it pisses me off because it is like that. And it is that serious. When you constantly hear things, and like I said, especially from family members, I just shared a story of what my mom said the other day. She was like, you lost weight, you look more beautiful now. And I was just like, whoa, okay. When you constantly hear those things from people that you grew up around, it sticks to you. Like in ways that you won't even realize until years later. The things that you hear growing up are the things that are going to stick to you for years to come and it's so so hard to detach yourself from those stuff so it is like that when you hear those things from people that are so close to you when you see those things in the media when you experience those things because it's one thing to just hear and see and you know whatever but when you also experience those things it is like that so just like before you talk to someone about an issue like that or a topic like that Always remember that you don't know their experience and you don't know what they've been through. You don't know what people have said to them. So when someone's ranting about, and I don't even like to use the term ranting because I feel like these days a rant suggests something that you're just talking about, but actually doesn't really make any sense. But when people are talking about things like that, that are passionate, don't just slide up and be like, it's not even that serious because it is that serious. And people like that, I feel like are part of the problem People who just demean what you're talking about and be like, oh, it's not that serious. <sighs> That's not okay. Yeah, so rounding up selective big girl empowerment, I just feel like we create more of a problem when, how are you going to hype up a woman who is, say, 270 pounds? And I, I hate to do things with numbers because I, I just think that's superficial, but I'd say a woman who's 270 pounds and quote unquote built in the right places. But then when you see another woman who weighs the same amount of pounds, but is not quote unquote again, built in the right places, put her down. And we just, we create another problem, like I said, because now that woman just feels like she's not enough in society that it's like, oh man. Talking about these things gets me wild up because there's so much of a double standard in society that we always try to overlook. And all these memes that people create and people just laugh, oh, she's not thick, she's fat, blah, blah, blah. I think that's just ridiculous. And I think people genuinely need to stop thinking in those ways because it doesn't make any sense to hype up someone and put someone else down just because you feel like that's, you know, quote-unquote, not appropriate. And this leads me to my next topic. <laughs> the dreaded, the so much used, the, the, oh my gosh, the term preference. 
So, quick break. I will be back. <laughs> yep. So I'm back. And I would like to um go back to you remember what I was telling you guys about the guy who was talking to me and he was like some people like big girls, some people like smaller girls. It's preference. We also had a conversation and I had also posted something because I post a lot of my social media about things like these about um people who are colorists, you know, black guys who are like, oh, I like light-skinned girls. I don't like dark-skinned girls because they are too dark or they just don't have that quote-unquote pink vagina, which is another thing that I want to talk about because I think that's stupid. Or because dark-skinned girls are loud and ratchet and blah, blah, blah. And same guy, I think I should block him, you know. Now that I'm talking about all these things, I probably should. (laughs) Same guy slid up and was like, lol it's just preference it's nothing that serious and I actually didn't even reply because I was like this is some foolery and I would just like to say that if you cannot state why you like a particular group of people for instance me I like I generally like dark-skinned guys if I cannot state why I like dark-skinned guys without bringing up light-skinned guys or white guys or Asian guys or whatever I think that's a problem because it's the, it suggests to the fact that you don't you don't actually like what you like you just dislike something else if you get what I'm saying so I can give you a bunch of reasons why I like black guys without bringing up the fact that white guys are I, I don't know something like you get what I'm saying and this is another thing I'd like to um, bring up and I also wrote a piece about this that I'm yet to develop but I will soon like what you like but don't ever disrespect what you came from like i really see some dark dark guys out here excuse me talking about oh you know i just like um i just generally prefer light-skinned girls you know those are so exotic and you know mm. (laughs) and i'm just like pardon me but nigga you're literally black like you you came from a black woman you came from black parents and you're gonna put down black women because why it just doesn't make any sense it it just really doesn't make any sense if you can like what you like yeah you can prefer light-skinned girls but why are you putting down dark-skinned girls you really you don't have to do that and another thing is another thing is not just putting them down and I think this is what colorism actually is like what a lot of people talk about yeah I can say that not even I can say I do prefer black guys dark-skinned guys specifically but that doesn't mean that I will just not under any circumstance date someone who's lighter skinned or even white I think that's where the problem lies. When you just refuse to date a a certain, you know, category of people because of what they look like. Like, okay, yeah, maybe this is an argument some people bring up. You might have had a bad experience with one of them, but that doesn't classify all of them. That doesn't, just because of that one person doesn't mean that all of them are like that. So rounding this, you know, segment up, preference is a very should I say sticky but not so sticky subject because I feel like it's just plain simple like what you like but don't disrespect what you came from like what you like 
but that doesn't mean that other people cannot be an option for you because that's just discrimination just like point blank you get what i'm saying and another thing is and this is i was talking to one of my friends about this it's genuinely like as a black girl especially as a darker skinned girl you constantly have to wonder especially if you live abroad you constantly have to wonder if white guys like you like it's a constant thing you see a white guy or you know just someone who's not black he's cute you know you're giving each other looks and whatever he's you know he's nice he likes personality blah 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 but then there's that constant question in your head does he even like black girls and that's just sad that's genuinely sad and then you know to top it off just going up a notch And this is something that bothered me for days on days until I spoke to my friend about it. These days now, darker skinned girls also have to wonder if dark guys like them would like them. Like, I feel like that's just so part of my language fucked up to have to wonder if a guy like you would like you. So at this point, who else? Like, I don't know if white guys like me. I don't know if my own even likes me. Like, I genuinely have to sit down and be like, wait a minute, does he even like black girls? And I'm referring to a black guy. Or does he even like darker skinned girls? And over what? Because at the end of the day, you probably don't even know this person well. You're just assuming, assuming basically nothing of the fact that their skin is darker or their skin is lighter or whatever. You get what I'm saying? And obviously, I can't speak to um, the experiences of light-skinned girls, but I also feel like sometimes it's also, it almost is a topic of, I always say this word wrong, fetishization. Okay, I got it properly. And I've seen a lot of TikToks about this where light-skinned girls are like, we are not your fetish, we are not exotic. Like, because some guys genuinely just like light-skinned girls because they're light-skinned, nothing else about them. And I'm like, that's equally wrong. You can't just... Society is so fucked up, y'all. Like, genuinely, this hurts. But anyways, like I was saying, I was almost crying. And (laughs) no joke. Now that I think about it, it's actually kind of funny. But at that moment, it genuinely hurt to think about the fact that for white guys, I think the same thing. And for black guys... I am also forced to think, oh, you know, I see a guy, I'm like, oh, he's cute. Oh, you know, he's he's tall. He's whatever. He's nice. And I'm like, wait, does he like black girls? That's just, that's so sad. At that point, who else? Like, what what am I going to do? Like, man, let's take a little break. I am back. So. I think that is it for today, for this week's episode. Um, And just like going back, the three main points I'd love to highlight about today's topics were or are. The first one would be about confidence. And just the quote that I said a while ago, some days confidence might not show up like it normally does. You have to get up and find it. But if you don't get to confidence that day, make sure you learn something on the way. And, you know, Going hand in hand with that is the fact that self-love should be a constant. Confidence might come and go, but you should always remember that 
that skin you're in is yours and no one should ever be able to say anything that's going to make you hate it, if you get what I'm saying. And then secondly is about um, selective big girl empowerment and just about the fact that we really need to stop that double standard and we really need to empower people for the entirety of who they are, whatever shape, whatever, you know, however they may be. We can't choose to empower thicker girls, but then leave the other side of bigger girls who weigh the same amount of pounds, but just because they aren't bigger in quote unquote, again, the right places, that doesn't make any sense. And I feel like as a society, if we really want to grow, we really need to start looking at these things and treating them for what they are. And last but not the least, preference. Like I said, like what you like, but don't disrespect what you came from. Don't disrespect the other side of the spectrum. And don't single out a particular group of people just because of what they look like. Like, preference, preference, sorry, is a thing. And like I said, you can like what you like, but that doesn't mean that you have to disrespect the other side of things. I can like dark-skinned guys without saying that I hate white guys. It's just... And please think about the think about things before you bring out the preference argument. Because like I said, it's a sticky topic and sometimes you really need to look at the root of things before you just open your mouth and blah, you know, just speak gibberish, to be honest, of some experiences that I've had. Anyways, thank you guys for tuning in today. If you listened like this far, like you actually were listening this far, thank you so much for like you know staying because i know sometimes i divert sometimes i i don't know i'm just weird sometimes i do weird things and i might edit some parts out i may not but if you you know if you listened to this point thank you so much for staying thank you so much for tuning in please do not hesitate to dm me for like if you have any suggestions and things that you want me to talk about if you want to feature like if you know you're my wolf fill and you want to feature maybe you're not like you know the internet is an amazing tool there's so many things we could do these days if you just want to be on here you want to talk about something or you want me to talk about it please feel free to contact me you know my handles i'll put them down somewhere and feel free to share to who you ever feel like needs this or just in general and yeah thank you for tuning in i will be back in the next two weeks or maybe less depending on what my schedule is like and with a fresh topic and i have an idea what i'm going to talk about but you know what i won't spill not yet anyways thank you once again and this was okay thoughts by fukaya kaede where we leave nothing unsaid bye